Hey, what's going on, everybody? Y'all know what's going down. This is Young Gorilla. And this is Damn Cam. And this is the Damn Cam and Gorilla Show. Y'all know what goes down on this podcast. How you doing today, Damn Cam? Uh, pretty good. Enjoying my day off. Playing some Call of Duty. Me too, man. Well, not Call of Duty, but uh, I'm off today, obviously, because, you know, got my team playing tonight in the divisional round and stuff like that. So I'm super hyped. Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we've been a little behind lately, so we're going to try to uh, jumpstart here with a little wild card weekend recap. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with the Bills-Colts game. It was the first game of wild card weekend. Uh, Bills won 27-24, and they got their first playoff win since 1995. Uh, what did you take away most from this game, damn Cam, between the Colts and the Bills? Uh, so due to the fact with the Bills – being like you know the struggling team over the years and they have just been on the rise and I think they're going to keep riding high through the playoffs I think if they get to the championship game and they play Kansas City or Cleveland they could probably make a Super Bowl run I I know it's a little far-fetched because you know Kansas City but this is a different Bills team you're looking at Josh Allen who's playing at his best in his career and it gives the Bills Mafia so much hope and excitement I think they're going to keep riding high on this momentum and I think they could make this Super Bowl run yeah uh, Josh Allen has really impressed me this year obviously uh, MVP candidate a lot of people were talking about that uh, they're 13 and th- they finished the regular season 13 and 3 and not a lot of people I feel like expected the Bills to be this good. I mean, they got a good head coach, and they've got a good receiving core. I think really going and getting Stephon Diggs really helped them out because uh, oh, Josh sure. Allen really – because it, it really shows that Josh Allen really did just need a wide receiver one. And, it you know, it goes to show how much a wide receiver one can really benefit a quarterback here in the league. So, yeah, Josh Allen has honestly impressed me. I didn't think the game would come down to a three-point game. Um that's a big, big uh, hats off to the Colts for keeping it close with the Buffalo Bills. Um, as a Ravens fan, I, I am scared about facing the Bills. They're a really good team. They're not the same team that we faced last year. So uh, I'm really excited to see uh, how far that they can take it. I mean, as long as you can contain Lamar and just keep the run game in check, you should have a good game for the Bills then. Um, I think it's going to relatively come down to the final drive as, like, the Colts game did. Uh, whether who wins the game or not, like, it's going to come down to the final second. At least what I think. I mean, I know I've been wrong sometimes. I make these wild-ass, you know, assumptions about teams. That's and an go, understatement. Hey, I'm being honest. But, you know, I like to just give teams hope and stuff. You know, people who listen, you know, you know what? He's looking at a different view. He might know what's going on. I don't. I just say what I think. Yeah, but, you're the hopeful. I'm the realistic. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with having some hope. I mean... I'm always down for some hope, man. But I think it would be a good game. Um, if the Ravens could shut down the pass game on the Bills, I think that they'll they'll take the win on this. I think the Bills don't have the run game at all going this year. Uh, I think going into this offseason or draft, the Bills should go find a running back one. But... Uh, the Ravens' defense is amazing. Always, like historically, it's always been amazing. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, 
he he turned my head a little bit last week. You know, yeah, you know, he they didn't do the whole passing game like they usually like that they're known for, but when they're not known for, but um, all right, I, he he normally he, he I made love... good throws, he made good decisions, um, he had the the fucking Titan defense on their heels because they couldn't contain them. Um, uh, I don't, I think the okay. uh. As much as I love you talking good about the Ravens, we're talking about the Colts Bills wild card game right now. So let's save that. I don't care. For later, you tend okay. to do that with me. I you know. Tend to, you tend to get off the topic. I with know. Me. I know. I know. I'm not looking at you. Even though you don't like the Ravens, but you still went off topic with them. I like it. Um, you know, I guess I with just... that said, I'm gonna move on into the next wild card game so we can finish up our recap here. Rams Seahawks. Um. I honestly thought the Seahawks were going to win this game. I had the Seahawks going to the NFC Championship game this year, actually. So I guess that's where I made a big dumb uh, for this season. (laughs) The Seahawks did not look like the Seahawks in the first half of this game. They kind of tried to get it back together in the second half. But the Rams' defense, man, they've just got some really good playmakers there. They got Aaron Down on the D-line. And then, obviously, they got probably one of the best shutdown corners in the league, Jalen Ramsey. So the Rams defense is no joke, nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, usually when Russ gets cooking, he, you know, he's cooking up a five-star meal. But, like, they just couldn't really get anything going. Uh, it was Seattle's third home playoff loss in team history. And, and two of them are to the Rams, actually. So I guess the Rams do have their number in some case. Um, I don't think the Rams have – I think the Rams have the defense to make it back to the Super Bowl. I don't think – that Jared Goff is at the right place right now to take one, the team there. Well, I mean, he did have what thumb surgery or some shit. Like yeah, that? Like, and he, yeah, and he is at, coming off of a thumb surgery and a thumb injury, and they still had, and they were forced to play him because they didn't have anybody else. Yeah, uh, and he didn't, you know, he still, he still did decent, even though he had a basically like surgically repaired thumb, but uh, Jared Goff just all year also just has been a little off in most recent years. So I just don't think that the offense is there altogether right now to get them there, even with Jared Goff healthy. But they do have the defense. So I was surprised that the Rams pulled off the win. That's where I, that's what I'm well, going to from this. Well, when you look at it, though, so throughout Russell Wilson's career, he's never had a very good O-line at all. And they just rely on him to just scramble around. Okay, yes, that's a strong suit. But look. You can't keep having him get banged up like that. I mean, he's getting up there in age now. Uh, injuries will start to hit him in the next upcoming years. Uh, the Seahawks, they, they had that coming. Like, yes, they have a very good team with Russell Wilson in charge of it and DK Metcalf Lockett. But their defense is atrocious this year. Their O-line, like I said, is never good. So they – he just got pressured nonstop. You have Jalen Ramsey strapping up DK Metcalf uh, due to the O-line play. You know, there's no run game established, especially against that Rams defense. But the Rams, though, you know, yes, they actually shocked me, though. I did not think they were going to win it just because of the QB situation. But their defense just outplayed everything. So props to the Rams. Uh Seattle, you better go fucking do something this offseason. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel it. All right, well, moving on now. Let's go to Buccaneers-Washington football team. Um, the Buccaneers won this game 31-23. to Oh, I meant to say the Rams won 30-20 to on the last one, but it's cool. Uh, Buccaneers won 31-23. to uh, Brady's won his 31st career playoff win. Most by a quarterback since 1950. He's doing it with a new team. Uh, I thought that Taylor Heineke, the guy who – uh, started for the fo- Washington football team. What a what a what a dude that guy is, man! Like to go out there and be working on your engineering degree in college, and just you know be asked to come and play uh, in the playoffs for the Washington football team against Tom Brady. I'm sure it was a crazy day for him, and he he actually he didn't you know go crazy, but he did ball. He had I think he had just over 300 yards passing, and he had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Uh, the man was doing some some crazy things, and I think he earned the respect of a lot of football players that day. Uh, Shit, did Bucs- you see Chase Young hyping him up? Oh yeah, Chase Young is a is a really good hype man, though. I would love to have him, you know, hyping me up at a bar talking to girls or something, because you know that man's is just quite the hype man. <laughs> but you know, Chase Young is is awesome too. He's he's gonna be such a great young star here in the league. I think he's gonna go play. I think he's really gonna turn this football team defense around because that front seven is real nasty. Don't, don't like, don't take that defense for granted. Like they, they held teams to under 180 passing yards a game this season. So credit the football team, but Tom Brady is going back to face Drew Brees for the third time this year. Fun, fun. Um, yeah, I like Heineke. I mean, he looked pretty good, especially he's the only time, the only reason why he's even on the roster is because of COVID. He was their COVID QB. Yep. And uh, just for him to go out there and just kind of just play it, you know, what he didn't panic, you know, he actually didn't force throws too much. Um, he, I liked his pocket awareness. He was very, like, aware and agile. Like, he was fucking Tampa Bay's coming up in there, dude. He's stepping up, wiggling around. Yeah, he was sw- very comfortable. He didn't look like a lot of rookie quarterbacks do. I don't even think – is he a rookie? Well, I, I mean, I, I guess to us he's a rookie, a but teams. like he's, you know, because he's never played the game before. So I guess technically, if you if it's like your first time playing, I guess you'd be considered a rookie. Yeah. But he's I mean, not. It wasn't he's his not first like super game, young. But it wasn't his first game, though. I believe he played like one or two other games, though, towards the end of the regular season, and then Alex Smith came back. All right. Well. For our sake, we'll just say he's not a rookie because he's not even like he's like twenty six, twenty seven years old. Yeah, I mean he's been on practice squads and all that, but I think he's earned a spot for possibly starting next year. Uh, I think Washington should just sign him to a one year prove it deal and see, and just go from there. Get him some help though. Get him like another wide receiver though if he is starting or whoever is the starting QB, you know. Yeah, Washington, whoever it is, they, yeah, for sure. They just have they just have Terry McLaurin. I mean, I like the emergence of Logan Thomas at the tight end position because for a lot of people who don't know this, he was actually a quarterback drafted by the Arizona Cardinals back in 2013 or 14. Um so for him to go from QB to tight end and actually ball out this year, at least for his type of uh, career. Pretty impressive. Uh, I think the football team is going to be nice in the next few years. They can just get that offense revamped a little bit. I definitely agree. Tom Brady, 
you know, yeah, he did what Tom Brady does, but I, I don't know because their defense, I feel like, is just going to fuck them because they, they just give up too much. Even though they played decent this year, I feel like when the games matter the most, they, they just struggle completely. And they definitely struggled against the Saints. For sure, but ho- hopefully that's not what's going to happen this weekend. Yeah, definitely not good news for the Bucks if they lose to the Saints for a third time in one season. It's never really happened before. Uh, it does happen, but it's been a long time. So hopefully Brady and the Bucks can get their act together. All right, uh, Ravens, Titans. Now, y'all already know how I'm feeling about this. I was super stoked about this. I was watching the whole game. 20-13, to 13, the Ravens finally win against the Titans in the postseason, uh, bringing Baltimore to 6-0. and 0 in road wildcard games in their career as a team. So, um, in their history as a team. So, uh, this was a pretty good game, in all honesty. Uh, the Titans were doing really good to start. It was a 10-0 lead by the Titans early on. And then um, it was really the 48-yard run by Lamar Jackson that really uh, that really put the energy back into the Ravens and got them going. Uh, that ended up tying the game, and then the Ravens took their lead, and then from there it was just, it was just that the Ravens played a good game overall. They didn't stray away from the game plan like they had in years before. I was very happy about that. They just stuck with you know what they're used to doing. You know this is a run dominant team, and they're not shy of hiding that. Like, sure Lamar like could still you know throw the ball more, and like, but he makes throws when he needs to now. Like he definitely proved that in this game. He made some throws that he needed to. And the receivers who have been dropping passes in the last couple of years, that you know, like Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, they held on to the ball that game. So everybody did their job, and I was very happy. Um, and that's that's all I got to say about it now. I mean, props to the Ravens for not giving up on the run game, though, especially when they were down what ten to nothing at one point. Exactly, they didn't panic. That's I think that's what happened to them last year in the divisional round. They just panicked. It, there's definitely like signs of panic last year because like Lamar said, like they didn't, you know, like and like coach and Lamar after the game were talking about how like uh, you know, when they were down ten and no, they didn't flinch. Like they didn't they didn't take that as like, oh, the game's over. Like they they just stayed calm and they stuck with the game plan. And yeah, I think you're right. Last year they kind of got down early, really quickly. Like they were I think they got down fourteen nothing real early and then, you know, that just uh I think it just caused a lot of panic. Even though Lamar had over 500 yards of offense, uh, the team just still couldn't get anything <clears throat> going. They were still in panic mode, acting like they were. But, yeah, no, this year a lot of things are different. This is a definitely a different uh, attitude. There's definitely a different attitude in the locker room for this team. For sure. All right, moving on now, we're going to go to Bears-Saints. This is probably the most – one-sided game of the whole wild card weekend, and it was Saints won twenty-one to nine. It's the fewest points that they allowed in a playoff game ever in their team's history. Uh, what do you got to take away from from this game, damn Cam? Uh, I'll say the uh, Saints defense. So the last time that these two met up, they were playing in Chicago earlier this season, and Chicago ended up losing in overtime. But the fact that Chicago is able to shut down their offense and keep it a close game, you know, people coming into this uh, wild card weekend were thinking it's going to be the same thing because I've seen a lot of spreads 
saying that, uh, or live betting spreads, whatever that, uh, Chicago if, or Saints, like no one's going to win no more than like four and a half points or whatever. But the Saints defense, they shut down the Bears offense. Yes, they're not known for offense, really. But Mitch Trubisky is actually, since he came back into the starting position, the Bears offense has was putting up points left and right. And then, you know, people were thinking, you know, it might be like 21-17, 24-20. And, you know, that's what I was thinking it was going to be. Uh, it was looking like that semi in the beginning of the game, you know, low scoring a little bit. Um then the Saints started scoring, so you're watching the game. You're thinking, you know, the Bears are going to start kicking it up a little bit. Nope. I mean, they they could have had a touchdown earlier in the game, but their wide receiver, uh, Sims or Mims, whatever his name is, he dropped it. Like, Mr. Biscay threw a beautiful deep ball in the end zone, and the man's dropped it. He fucking pulled a Nelson Aguilar and dropped it. (laughs) Even though it doesn't seem to be his uh, MO this year with the Raiders, but – uh, yeah, fuck yeah. No, nah, I know what you mean. I did see that play happen too, and I was I was shocked. Like, how do you drop that man? Like, that was a beautiful pass. I already know Trubisky was fired up after that one. I would have been too, because that's honestly what changed the whole game, in my opinion. Because you think if the Bears scored that touchdown, there's gonna it, be some momentum going on that offense. Oh yeah, they're only down by five. They're only down by five there. If they get the touchdown instead of being down by. I think it was 21 to 9. So yeah, like tw- so uh 12. <clears throat> they're down by 12. They would have been down by 5 if they had gotten a touchdown. My match. Yeah, I think their their lone touchdown I think was just the last play of the game with Jimmy Graham with the nice one-handed catch. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were at least they were able to score something other than a field goal. I really thought they were only going to get a field goal in this entire game. So <clears throat> Props to the Bears for being able to do that at least. But uh, nevertheless, the Saints pretty much dominated the game and they moved on. And our last wild card wrap-up game, the Browns-Steelers game. Now, the Browns won 48-37. to There's another team who got their first playoff win since the mid-'90s, since 1994. 1994. Yep. Uh, this game was dominated by the Browns. It was 28 to nothing by the end of the first quarter. The Steelers just looked awful. I mean, they they were awful. And I was happy to see it because they were talking so much smack about this game and how the Browns were just the Browns. But we all know that's not true. The Browns are a different team this year for sure. And anybody who doesn't at least think that is losing their mind because this team was 0-16 two years ago. And now they're in no, the longer, like three years ago. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just a few years ago, you know. And, uh, and now they're in the playoffs. They won a playoff game. And everybody was like, oh, the Steelers are going to win all this other stuff. I actually had the Steelers being one and done in the playoffs. Like, they were definitely a pretender. I think everybody did. <laughs> yeah. This this team was definitely pretenders and, you know. but Most overrated fucking 12-4 team I've ever fucking seen in my life. But uh, hats off to the Browns uh, for getting this win. I was happy to see it. I'm glad that the Steelers are eliminated as a Ravens fan. So thank you guys for that, at least. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess the main thing I got to take away is, like, the Browns' defense was on it. I mean, even though the Steelers' offense did not play well at all, the defense took advantage of that and just caused four turnovers in the first half, and it helped Baker Mayfield get himself a really good game. He had three touchdown passes. He had a really good game. So hats off to the Browns uh, for this for this win. Mm, for sure, for sure. Anything you got to say about this game, Bam Cam? 
Hulu has live sports. That's right, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up Wild Card Weekend. So we're going to dive into tonight and tomorrow's uh, slate of games. It's the divisional round, baby. You already know what's going on. And uh, we'll start with the first game slated for divisional round. Uh, Rams-Packers. Now, this is a pretty interesting game. It's the number one scoring offense against the number one scoring defense. Um, Cam, who do you have winning this game and why? So, I'm going to have to say Green Bay. Um, they ha- they actually have a pretty decent to good O-line compared to Seattle. Um, they also have an established run game with Aaron Jones and then their backup Williams. Uh, they have Devontae Adams, a wide receiver, and then obviously one of the best QBs to play the game, Aaron Rodgers, under the helm. So, but the Rams defense, like we said, very good. But I think Green Bay will expose their defense a little bit. I think with Jared Goff having the thumb injury still, you know, he's not 100% there. Uh, the Packers shut down the run game on the Rams and force the Rams to throw, I don't see the Rams even having a chance unless their defense fucking pulls something out of their ass. I like Aaron Rodgers just dismantling this team. Yes, I know that's a stretch, but I feel like Devontae Adams is just going to have a field day with Ramsey. I don't know why, but I just have a hunch about it. Um, They're going to get the play action going. I don't know if you know about this, but the last time they met, uh, Ramsey shut Devontae Adams down to just one reception for five yards. Yeah, but this is a different time. T- different time of the season. And they're in Green Bay. It is true. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that the last time these two met, that Jalen Ramsey won the faceoff. They did, but do you think the Packers, though, they're going to be game plan for this. They're oh, going to yeah, fucking no. do whatever. You and me are on agreement with this one. I got the Packers winning as well. Um, I just think that Aaron Ro- Aaron Rodgers is definitely MVP. There's no doubt in my mind that he is the most valuable player. Uh, and I think that he's not done yet. I think that he has something to prove because they drafted a quarterback that's going to replace him, that they're trying to replace him with in the draft this year. And I think deep down that that made him think like they may, they don't think I got it anymore. So I think Aaron Rodgers is not done yet. I think – I don't think the Packers are going to dominate the Rams, but I do think that it's going to be at least an 11-point win because – or, like, a, I think it's going to be a double-digit win, 10 points probably, something like that. But I don't think they're going to run away with it. But I do think that the offense has just been so good. Like you said, Devontae Adams has just been having a really good year, and I don't – and I think that Devontae is going to win the, the faceoff this time around. I think that Ramsey will have his moments, but I think that Devontae is just going to, you know – get as much receptions as he can get and he'll have a touchdown and he'll help the Packers win this game. Yeah. Um, honestly, I could see the Packers defense outperforming the Rams offense and just even like the offense and the Packers struggles this weekend. I feel like that the Green Bay Packers defense will get some points on their own end against the Rams. I feel like there'll be a pick six somewhere or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Like there's going to be turnovers in this game. I don't know what the weather is, though, in, up in uh, Green Bay this weekend. But if it's, you know, Green Bay weather with the snow, oh, the Packers will have a field day with that team. <clears throat> no doubt. Score predictions, I'm going Packers winning it 35-22. Uh, to 22. I'm going to say uh, 27-13. 
All right. The next game that we've got today is Ravens-Bills. Uh, the Bills have played 14 home games in the playoffs in their entire team history, and they are 11-3. Uh, it's going to be in Buffalo, and there's apparently some snow showers going to be going down. So it's going to be Buffalo weather. Uh, Lamar's never played in the snow. There was an interview he did. He said that he's never played in the snow before. Uh, So that'll be interesting to see if this is a really big snow game, uh, like everybody says that it might be. Um, I already know how I'm feeling, but I want to hear what you you think about this game. All right, so we'll say this. If there's going to be snow, there's going to be a run game going. Um, No matter how good or bad your your running offense is, uh, there will be something going on if it snows, like you're saying it is. And if it comes Um, down to that... So, but here's the thing, though. So, last time that the Ravens played some shitty-ass weather, that was against the Patriots in that little monsoon or whatever. Yeah, and the really (laughs) big downpour. But in all honesty, though, like, that game was still winnable. It was, but he didn't win it. I understand, but, but, I mean. But let's see. Um, Lamar, you know, he's got that great first step when he takes off. You know, he's at full speed right there for, like, a step or two. Um. With the snow, though, obviously that's going to slow you down a little bit because you know you'll fucking bust your ass. Um, I think the Bills could win this just because of like the momentum they have and that the fact that, like I was saying earlier, they have that hype about getting their first win in, what, 25 years? Yeah, 25 years? 26 years? But um, I think the Bills will take advantage of the Ravens if it's snowing. Now, if it's just like a little something, something, I think it would be a lot closer. I think if the Bills win it and it's good weather and both teams can work in it, I feel like the Bills will win it. Uh, I'll say 31-28, come down to a field goal. Uh, I don't see the Ravens getting shut down, especially with how Buffalo's defense has been this year. Uh, if we were talking about the Bills defense, what, a year or two ago? Okay, then I could have been like, you know, they might shut down the Ravens. But this year, the Bills defense has just been letting people go by them a little bit. They let the Colts come back last week when they had, what, a t- nine-point lead or whatever. Uh, can't be doing that in the playoffs. You can't. When you have that lead, you need to hold it. You need to play your best. Um, and Phillip Rivers, you know, he's not – the QB he once was. So for them to even come back in it, you know, I don't, if the Bills get a lead, they're not going to be comfortable in else. The Ravens will come back on it. Um, If the Ravens now, if the Ravens defense can force Josh Allen to have turnovers, they're going to have a field day. I, if that happens with Josh Allen, uh, if he has like two turnovers, I say the Ravens win by 10 points. But there's just a lot of factors going on with the weather and all. Um, I do like the Ravens, though. So it, it was tough for me. You know, I'm not picking against them because you like them. It's just I don't know if the Ravens can hold up right now, especially with Stanley gone. Um, I feel like the Bills might take advantage of that. But it would be a good game, though, for sure. What about you, Two things before I dive into this game. One, about the Patriots game. Uh, Yeah, we did lose. But Lamar did have a good outing, despite it being a torrential downpour. He threw two touchdowns and didn't throw a pick. So, 
even though we didn't win the game, Lamar didn't play terrible, so he didn't look bad in the rain. But I still don't want to see him play in snow because, you know, he still didn't look awesome in the rain. But, like, I mean, it's hard for anybody to play when you can see the rain more than you can see your own teammate. But, you know, he still tried his best, and I think he still he still had a decent outing despite it being a monsoon or whatever the hell they were calling it. And then second, what you said about the offensive line, even though we did lose Ronnie Stanley, uh, our offensive line was still one of the best offensive lines this year, production-wise. Even though Lamar took a lot more sacks than he did in the first half of the year, he didn't take that much in the second half of the year. The offensive line really stepped up after Stanley left. So uh, I was actually surprised because, you know, we didn't have a lot of big-name guys on the line. There was all rookies. But the rookies actually stepped up and did some things, and they were able to, you know, do the things that they needed to do in the times that they did. So I was actually pretty impressed with the O-line this year despite the injuries. Now on to the game. Obviously, I'm picking the Ravens here. They're my team. I don't ever pick against my team, especially when we had such a really good game against the Titans. I think we're also on a roll, and if we beat the Bills – that gives us even a bigger momentum swing heading into either the Browns or the Chiefs. So I think we can win. I actually had it being 31 to 28 also, but I had it coming down to a JT game winning field goal on this one. Um, I do think it'll be a close game. It's They said it would be snow showers. Now, obviously anything can happen and it could start really snowing hard. But as far as I'm hearing of uh, the real snow doesn't start until midnight. So there might be some, like, we might get some flurries or, like, an inch or two during the game. So I don't see it being – I don't see the weather being too much of an issue as of right now. We'll all, we'll see what what happens when it comes down to game time. But nonetheless, I think that if it comes down to a lot of snow and we have to run the ball also, I think that we got this in the bag with the run game because the run game is, like, our thing. We're the number one rushing attack in the NFL. So – uh, I do think that if it comes down to run game, we got this. If it comes down to everything and it's, you know, no bad weather at all and we can play this game, you know, both teams doing what they got to do, it's definitely going to be a close one. And I'm definitely scared because I do think that the Bills can win this game. But I'm going my Ravens 31-28 to 28 with the Justin Tucker game winner. So speaking of the Ravens, I know this is slightly off topic, but it's about Lamar Jackson. I'm just reading that he's a, uh, the Ravens are expected to explore a contract extension extension for Lamar Jackson this offseason. Uh, yeah, I kind of expected that. Uh, I didn't hear anything about that yet because uh, I haven't really been checking anything yet this morning. I've been a little preoccupied with some things, but uh, I did expect that. Uh, everybody was saying that, you know, if Lamar and the Ravens can win this playoff game against the Titans, then uh, a lot of the narratives about Lamar will be done. And I mean, one of, and you know, two of them were can come back from uh, a double-digit deficit. We were down ten nothing, we won that game, and then it was a playoff game, and we won that. So he did kind of get rid of a few narratives, not all of them, but you know, haters always have narratives. So he's always going to be trying to prove people wrong. But yeah, I did expect a contract extension because. You know, I mean, I expected it either way because he's he's such a great player and he's the only reason we've been successful in the last few seasons. So, yeah. yeah. But if he wins this for each, look, for each uh, playoff game, he wins. If he gets into the, if he makes it to the AFC championship game, yeah, if he makes it to the AFC championship game, he's getting closer to Mahomes' money. 
I don't think that completely. But I could see ranging between if he's going to be fair about it and just make sure that way the team has money to do everything for everybody else. I think he would be between 30 to 35 a year. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, but most QBs, you know, they, they're money hungry, like Dak Prescott oh, yeah. and yeah, all these but- other players. I think he'll be able to get a lot more than that and still be and still be able to help the team out because we have a decent amount of cap. Well, yeah, that too, but you got to be careful right now just because of the COVID and uh, this offseason. The... Actually, huh? the cap just got lowered. They lowered the, the, the total cap for everybody. They did, so you just got to watch it. But I think, I think Lamar, he's a nice dude. I think he'll be fair with the Ravens and work something that's manageable that way they can keep uh players on defense and on offense but we already have um the secondary mainly is locked up and uh Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams on the D line are locked up right now but we're working on uh extending of uh we're probably going to extend Derek Wolf we'll probably end up getting rid of Judon uh he was franchise tagged right he was franchise tagged yeah because we we franchise tagged him because we didn't know if we were going to have the money to extend him, but we wanted to keep him. So we franchise tagged him basically so we could, so that way he just gets whatever the uh, the average cap is for his position or whatever. I bet, is, you, I bet you if he goes into free agency, I bet you he goes to the Jets. I mean, yeah, the Jets are definitely a big, uh, a big, uh, target for guys like him because they definitely need pass rushers on the defense. That's probably one of the main things they need. Well, with that, uh, after the quarterback, with their new head coach, um, Salil, I think that's how you say his name. I think uh, so. Yeah, the defensive 49- coordinator from the 49ers. Yep, they run a 3 4 scheme in the Jets. I'm pretty sure they still run that. Uh, he loves linebackers. That's like his strong suit right there. Uh, I think he sees something with the Jets, especially with their draft position, where he wanted to take that. And you know they got they got cap space too on their end. They they they're gonna go buying this off season. But I I like I would like them for him to stay on the uh, Ravens. But you know you just gotta do what you gotta do when it comes down to business. For sure, I actually just got the update about Lamar. By the way, as all right. We- so, thir- so we both agree that the score will be thirty-one twenty-eight, but different outcomes. Yeah, we just think that you could th- you think Bills, I think Ravens, but pretty much similar uh, outcomes. All right, all right. Next game. This is our Sunday slate. The first game of the evening. We got Browns Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid is seven and zero as a head coach against Cleveland. A little fun fact that I got popping up right here. Uh, the Chiefs finished fourteen and two. The Browns finished eleven and five. This is a pretty exciting matchup, actually, because I know a lot of people have been talking about the how Mahomes and Mayfield have been battling it out since their college days. Everybody's been talking about that big game between Texas Tech and Oklahoma, where it was basically a shootout between Mahomes and uh, Baker. Baker had five touchdown passes, and Mahomes had seven touchdown passes in that college game where they where they had that shootout. Uh, I guess I wanted to ask you, Dan, Cam, do you think that this is going to be a shootout? Um, for sure. I mean, the Chiefs' defense isn't all that, and the Browns' defense isn't all that. But I, like I was saying earlier when I uh, 
put our post out on our Instagram on how they do have Denzel Ward returning. Check us out on Instagram, Damn Cam and Young Gorilla Show. We'll keep you up to date on all podcasts. Um, so, realistically, though, I would want to say that the Chiefs are going to win it. But I have, like, this gut feeling that somehow the Browns are going to, like, pull an upset. I don't know why. But it's very realistic. So, you look at the Browns, right? They, they have an offense. They can put up numbers, especially against top defenses like Steelers and the Ravens. So with a mediocre defense with the Chiefs, you think they're going to have their weight a little bit. Um, what I think it comes down to, so the Browns have an excellent run game. All right. If it ends up coming up to a shootout, you know, let Baker or whatever do their thing. But if they get a lead against the Chiefs, they need to just keep handing the ball off to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like, you need to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field. You keep Mahomes yep. off the field, you will win. Yep. The Patriots did that in 2018 or 2019. Uh, you know, went in overtime and they had their way with that defense. Uh, I want the Browns to win. I'm rooting for the Browns just because of their history of being shitty over the past, like, 20-plus years. Or, and I will say 20 years. And they only had, what, one or two uh, – winning records until this season the past 20 years. So I think, like I was saying with the Bills, you know, I think the Browns are going to ride on with the hype and the hope of, like, a brand-new team, you know, it's a new era for Browns fans. I feel like it's going to – I'll just say this. I'll say it's going to come down to, like, a seven-point game, whether or not it's the the Browns or the Chiefs winning it. Because – both these teams, obviously, you cannot sleep on them. The Browns have always been bashed, but it's just this is a new team of Cleveland, and I feel like what they did to the Steelers, I feel like they can somewhat do that a little bit, a little bit to the Chiefs. If Miles Garrett can get to Mahomes, even if he's not sacking him, but if he can just pressure him enough and make Mahomes just kind of like have his throws a little off. I think the Browns can get the turnovers they need to at least keep a lead or keep it close. Now, we already know. I'm already going to say Mahomes is going to have, like, at least 350 yards throwing. But I just want to ride with the Browns winning it. I'll say, uh, I'll say like, 35-28. And if the Chiefs win it, I'll just say – I'll say 27-20. I just feel like, you know, if the Chiefs get the lead, they'll just keep it and, you know, keep the Browns off the field. But if the Browns keep putting up points, I already know the Chiefs are going to do something. So it'll be a little bit more high scoring on that end. But these are why they're called predictions. They're not accurate. You just predict it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, anyone who doesn't think the Browns have been playing good recently hasn't been watching football. But, uh, they also, the, like you said, the defense has just not been great. It's not really that great. And even with everybody healthy, I don't really think this defense is still that great. Uh, they still got some issues. And I'll tell you what, a lot of these games where they've been dominating, just, just like in the wild card game with the Steelers, even though they take massive leads, they somehow still end up only winning the game by like 10 points or less 
after having like a 15 plus point lead. You can't do that with the Kansas City Chiefs. Definitely can't do that with the Kansas City Chiefs because if you're playing against the Chiefs and you're taking big leads like that, the Chiefs aren't going to let you keep that big lead for long. And if you're not able to keep up with the lead, then the Chiefs are just going to come right up from behind you and take the lead right back. So the Chiefs are a very dangerous team to play against. You know, they've got they got two of the fastest guys in the league as wide receivers. So it's really hard to cover those guys. And then you got Patrick Mahomes slinging that shit everywhere. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs defense has, all, has also not been like, you know, I think they're a little under the radar still, though. I still think that people would take their defense a little, you know, a little too much for granted. But uh, I think that they definitely need to worry about the Chiefs defense a little bit more because recently the Chiefs defense has been doing uh, a lot better, except for the the last game that Mahomes played in with the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons-Chiefs game, the defense didn't really uh, look like itself that game. But other than that, uh, they've definitely been a little under the radar this year, but they're still also not one of the best defenses. So it's definitely going to come down to offensive firepower here. And Mayfield's got the weapons. Mahomes got the weapons. They've both been playing good. Uh, we just got to see who wins this shootout. I think this game will kind of be a little bit of a shootout. Uh, I don't think the defenses will be able to keep up with the offenses. So I'm going to say the Chiefs win. Uh, I do smell an upset, though, in the air. Like, there's definitely going to be an upset in the divisional round somewhere. Um, and I could definitely see the Browns doing it. But I'm going to – If it's not the Browns, it's, it's the Rams. Yeah, I was thinking that, like, because the Ravens, Bills, and Buccaneers, Saints don't feel like either one of those teams winning is an upset. Because they're both – they've both been – you know, all those teams have been on a roll lately. And uh, the Buccaneers, Saints is a division game as well. So I don't see those as big upsets if either team were to win or lose. So, yeah, I was thinking either the Browns, Chiefs, or the Rams, Packers. One of those games is getting an upset. It's happening. I smell it in the air. But I'm going Chiefs still on this one. But I'm going to say it's 38 to 35 Chiefs. I like it. All right. And our last divisional round matchup is the Buccaneers Saints going down on Sunday evening. Uh, divisional game. It's their third meeting this year, and Drew Brees and the Saints have won both of the meetings. They swept the Bucks in the regular season, and the Saints have won five straight games against Tampa Bay, as a matter of fact. So, uh, I want to. I guess I'll toss this to you to start, damn Cam. Who do you have winning this, and why? All right, so I'm going to pick Tampa Bay to win it. Uh, people are going to be like, "Well, why? Why didn't you consider this game an upset?" So look. Reason why I say it's not an upset because you're facing Tom Brady in the playoffs and he's a completely different QB in this time of the year. Just as I was saying with Aaron Rodgers, um, Tom Brady, he is not going to lose to this team a third time. And the Saints are not all that in the playoffs. They can do whatever they want in the regular season, but they do not intimidate anybody in the playoffs. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't see a blowout happening, but I feel like that Tampa Bay is going to be having that mindset of like, you know, they fucking had their way with us. I'm tired of it. We're we're coming at them hard. Uh, I could see Tampa Bay leading the game, like the entire game from, I'll say, second quarter to the end. They'll lead the way. Uh I think their defense, you know, 
like I said, it's not all that, especially lately. But I feel like they're going to have their own mindset too. Like, let's stop Camara, let's stop Hill, let's stop Thomas, and we got this. Like, stop falling for everything they do. Just contain them. Um, I think Tom Brady. He's had enough of the Saints too. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna light them up on the on their passing tent. Uh, let's see. I, I could see Brady having four touchdown passes this game. And Ronald Jones, he'll have one. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay could win it. We'll say 35-27. I feel like Drew Brees, you know, he hasn't been playing all that good this year. I feel like they're going to force him to do th- throws that he doesn't want to, and he's going to have two interceptions and maybe a touchdown pass. Uh, Kamara, you know, he'll do his thing a little bit, regardless of how the uh, Buccaneers play him or not. Uh, Thomas, I feel like they can shut him down. But I don't know. I just – when I think of the Saints, though, you know, regular season, it's hard to bet against them. But playoffs, everyone's like, well, they suck in the playoffs. So I feel like the – the I mean, the Bears, they shut down their offense pretty – like, realistically, you watch it, they, they did their part. But the Bears' mediocre offense can't do much especially against, like, a good defense the Saints have. But like I was saying, Tampa Bay's tired of getting their ass whooped by them. They want to have the final say this year. Like, you won the two games against us, but you didn't win it when it mattered most. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, I don't see this as an upset either because, like you were saying, Tom Brady in the playoffs, but also this is a division. You know, these are division rivals in the playoffs. Like yeah, they swept the Saints swept them in the regular season, but that's the regular season. This is the playoffs. Um, but I still don't. I mean, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going Saints. I think they're going to sweep them all the way through. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think this is going to be the best game the Buccaneers have against the Saints all year, uh, and they keep it close. But I just don't see the Saints giving up a loss to the Bucks, mainly because uh, Drew Brees is this is probably Drew Brees' last season. So he's, you know, it's go big or go home, literally. So, you know, I think Drew Brees is going to try to have his best game he can. He's been having really good games. He had a, well, he didn't play the second game, I believe, against the Bucks, But the first game against the Bucks was a really good game for Drew Brees. So we'll, we'll see if he can have that same energy again. I'm going to go Saints uh, 40 to 37. 30 to 47. No, 40 to 37. Oh, okay, I, my bad. <laughs> I was like, what uh, the fuck? Okay. Well, it so, cut out on my end, so that's why. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, it's cool. Now, 40, 40 to 37 Saints. Um, right. So, the, it seems like with the way we got this set up, it's so I've got it being uh, Packers, Saints, Ravens, Chiefs in the championship games. And what it sounds like from you, you got Packers, Bucks, and uh, Bills, Browns is what it seems like. But I want to ask you, because this is pretty interesting, out of all the AFC and NFC championship matchups that we could possibly get, you know, Bills and Browns, two old, you know, you know, franchises who haven't been to the playoffs in a long time, Packers and Chiefs, two of the top, you know, the two best quarterbacks in the league this year facing us, stuff like that. What do you think is the most interesting NFC and AFC matchup that we could get? Hmm. Since you're thinking about it, for me, um, I actually think Bills and Browns would be a pretty interesting AFC championship game. 
because, you know, both these teams just got their first playoff win since the mid nineties and they're both, and they, and they both have the best setup for their team right now than they have in a long time. Head coaching wise, quarterback wise, receiving core wise, everything is better at that position than it has been in a long time for both of these franchises. And it would just be crazy to see two of these old time franchises going at it in 2021 in the playoffs. Uh, I think that is a very, is like the most interesting matchup that we could get for the NFC. Uh, Rams Buccaneers is a pretty interesting one that I could see because for the NFC side, because uh, first of all, it would be Sean McVay and Tom Brady going at it again uh, in a game. The last time those guys met, it was Rams Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that Rams Buccaneers would be a pretty interesting NFC championship matchup uh, because, you know, because uh, I could see the Rams point, the Rams could pull up an upset against Green Bay and, you know, be able to do it. And I think that would be very interesting to see Sean McVay try to take down, uh, try to beat Tom Brady again, or try to beat Tom Brady this time. So, <clears throat> for mine, all right, since I thought about it, because I, I didn't want to jump right into that, I was just trying to figure it out. So, I'm going to have to say for the uh, championship game, I would like to see the Browns and Ravens rematch. Yeah, I thought about that one, but, you know, I just thought Bills and Browns was a really cool idea. Yeah, but think about it like this. Like, you know, you got a third matchup with Tampa Bay and you got the Saints. And then imagine a third matchup with the Browns and the Ravens. I could see that being either. And that would be in Baltimore. It would. But so I got Bills and Ravens for my hopeful interesting matchup and then for my nfc side i would like to see tom brady against aaron Rodgers. i feel like you know they both have something to ride on you know their days are coming up aaron Rodgers has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder just because of them drafting a fucking qb so if he like wins it all this year you know, he could just tell the Packers, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> but I think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, because like, everyone's always wanted them to play each other in the Super Bowl, when, you know, when Tom Brady's with the Patriots. So, I mean, this is the closest you can get with them. So why not the championship game? See who can win it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really interesting matchups, especially the AFC, like all of the AFC championship matchups that we could get they're all exciting to me the AFC has been really exciting this year uh in all honesty to me I the only game the only NFC matchup that I can see happening is Packers Saints um that's that's just the way the NFC looks right now in my opinion uh but I mean but the AFC you know we can get so many different combinations you could the cop Excuse me. The conferences have changed over the past year or so. Like, it used to be the NFC was just like, you know, send Tom Brady over here and we'll show him what, a real, what it's like to play real teams and shit. Because, like, the AFC over the years, you know, it was only, like, the Ravens and the Patriots and the Steelers and then whoever else just kind of, like, pops up and goes. But, like, now it's, like, 
you got all these teams that made it to the playoffs or haven't even made it to the playoffs. They like they just missed it, but they would give the NFC a run for their money. Like the Raiders, you know, they missed the playoffs, but they beat a lot of top teams. And you know, the Dolphins, you know, that great defense of theirs, great turnaround this year. I just love the AFC this year. I used to always ride high on the NFC, but like the AFC, that conference is amazing now. I love it. I love the matchups they have. Um, a lot of games, you can't even call them really an upset unless they go against Kansas City. But uh, the Ravens are amazing. Hate to say that, but but you said it. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't deny it. I mean, they're playing fucking great. Yeah, we're in the divisional round, baby. For the and then you got year in a row, and then you got the fucking Browns who were like shitty to barely mediocre to like amazing. And then obviously, like I said, you got Kansas City. You got the Bills who turn around the organization. Um, you got teams, like I said, that missed the playoffs. But if they went into the playoffs, they would be contenders. Or pretenders, depending on how you look at it. But I would love to see. I'll, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And you're going to be all happy. I would like to see the Ravens make it to the Super Bowl. Do I think it's going to be this year? No. Next but year. But it very yes. well could be. But next year, I could definitely see it. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, like, I don't – because I've always been in the minority here, but I've always thought that Lamar had the abilities to get us to a Super Bowl. It was just going to take progression, you know? Like, it wasn't going to be right away. I definitely thought it was going to take him for maybe – fourth or fifth season to really get into that element and be like, I can get into the Super Bowl this year. He's looking like really good. And if he is able to beat the bills, then he's definitely going to, then I definitely think that if not next year, the year after the Ravens are in a Super Bowl, but yeah, I've always thought that Lamar had the abilities like at the quarterback position, like, you know, more than recent guys like Joe Flacco or whatever. I thought that cause you know, I thought that he was going to be able to do that in a few years. So I've always thought that, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to hear you say that because, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, we could make it to the Super Bowl. It's a possibility because if we do beat the Bills, we got that momentum heading into whoever we have to face in the AFC title game. So yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's cool to hear you say that. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there on a, on a nice, healthy note between Dan Cam and myself. Uh, we hope all y'all had a great Christmas and a happy new year. I know we haven't really been, uh, we haven't done a lot of episodes yet, but we're going to try to keep up with that. Uh, check out the Instagram page, Damn Cam and the Gorilla Show on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Facebook too. Uh, anything you want to say to the fans, Damn Cam? Uh, forever, for whoever goes on to any of our pages. Uh, I don't. I haven't checked out the Facebook one yet because I don't go on it much. So I, I manage the Instagram page, and when I get the time to, I try to keep anybody who follows the page engaged with, you know, uh, hot takes, um, who would win this or that. Uh, I'm trying to get a live going where I can get like maybe just once a week. I pick one random person, uh, whoever your team is. I'll make that into the discussion, and then what you see your team going on in the next year or so or what they should be doing, how they've been playing. Um, if y'all would love to be on a live, uh, 
go ahead and check out our Instagram and hit me up on there. Uh, I'm going to try to do the lives on Fridays if we do do this. Uh, probably like in the evening time between like, I'll say five and seven. Uh, I'm also trying to grow this page too. So I know it's kind of hard to just get us noted out there. But, Show I us mean, some love. But, you know, we do have this other uh, podcasting team that I've been talking to called Back to the Topic with Elijah and Shay. Uh, Shout out Elijah and Shay. So, what we're, me and uh, Gorilla are trying to do, we're trying to get something going where we can do a collab during the off season and just, you know, we'll have an episode on their show and they can have an episode on ours. Um, we're trying to grow this page and get the name out there, you know. Like I said, you know, with the time I have and the time Gorilla has, you know, we can't be on here all the time. So I can't be posting every minute up to date with anything going on in the NFL. But, you know, whatever I see interesting to anybody or funny, you know, I try to post it when I can. But if you guys do check out anything, please give us some shout outs. Help us get the followers up. We're trying to grow this because we put a lot of time into these podcasts. And uh, tell us, tell us what you want to hear. Like we're yeah. all down for feedback. Yeah, y'all have been slacking on that feedback lately. Y'all better hop to it. But if y'all listen, like, we get listeners. So, like, we've been watching. We get listeners. So, if y'all want to hear anything in particular, like a better hot take or whatever, shout it out. Let us know, man. Get on the show if you want. We'll take calls. We'll do all, you know, we'll do whatever we need to do to get the to get the page bumping. So, uh, follow us on social media. Follow Damn Cam and the Gorilla as well. Uh, thank y'all for watching. We hope y'all enjoyed and we'll see y'all next time.